Hi and welcome to another episode of Wine and Wisdom. I'm Thomas Lehuang and you're listening to the TL podcast where knowledge is shared and no one takes themselves too seriously. Okay, let's have a look at this second bottle Ooh, here, mate. Hello. You've got it. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Bought this one for Chris, our uh, religious friend over here. This is from the Barossa Valley in Adelaide. It's called the Holy Trinity. It is a mix of Grenache, Shiraz, and how do you pronounce that? Morvedere? Morvedere. That's a 2014. It is a mixture of the Burge family, their religious followings, and the land that they grew the vines on, hence the Holy Trinity. So Yeah, well, but let, let, let me ask you this thing here. The bottle, the way it is, what does it remind you of? A church. Uh, yeah, that's correct. So and so that is the closest thing the Holy to Trinity Church. Chateauneuf du Pape. Yeah. I got you guys to try it. And Chateauneuf du Pape is one of the brands that has one of those emblem on the glass. Right, right. Yes. And that's and, why I thought we'd had this before. We had a bottle that looks no, similar. No, 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 no. And the reason is that Mouvedre is from over there. Yeah, the right. French grape. And the Grenache is also from over there. From Rome. Hence, no, 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 Spanish. from France. From France. Isn't Grenache Rome, a Spanish grape? Yeah. So, no, no, but they use that in, okay. in, in the, uh, the uh, Chateauneuf du right. Pape. Man, this is fantastic. That's why I went and looked at your bottle yeah. earlier because I thought, oh, shit, he's brought some good French. So it's a, but it's fortunately for me, he brought some. <laughs> well, it says when you do the research on it, it says some of the grapes are from Rome, which is French, yes? The but most of the grapes no, Rome are Rome is Italy, mate. Rome. Rome. Oh. R-H-O-N-E. R-H-O-N-E. And it's based on the Holy Trinity Church in Lindock, which I'm guessing is in um, Adelaide. So we'll wow, try it. Let's we'll try rip it. in. Let's try this. This, this is interesting. Probably going to be he- a bit heavy. Yeah, it looks, Still got it some looks of that blue left. Nice and colour in it. Oh, well, guys, what about the uh, the second subject we were talking about, which is with COVID now uh, turning around the corner with the uh, next budget uh, out about two days ago. What's the leadership that really salespeople are looking for uh, from this point onwards? Because things are changing fast for the moment. So what kind of leadership? A lot of the leadership that we were talking about they are still like r- very robust and resisting it, but some aspect of leadership is really changing now. And this is the interesting part. One thing that's um, coincided with us, you coming up with this topic, TL, is I've been interviewing a lot recently yeah. because we've been recruiting fairly heavily. And for the first time ever, I reckon I've been, oh, I've been interviewed more than I've interviewed, if that makes sense. The people are sitting down in hammering me with questions and trying to suss me out rather than the other way around, which to me says there's been a change in what people expect out of life, the balance they want in life. I think uh, we talked about silver linings in COVID and one of them is probably that you've worked out life's too short, so don't do something that you're not happy doing or be in a place where you're not happy or an environment where you're not happy. So I think the question if we – and we've done podcasts on leadership before – I think the answers were going to be very – not all different, but some would be very different if we said, say, pre-Christmas to now. I think there's a, there's a big change because people are actually realising that they want certain things out of their leadership. The employees, before maybe they didn't realise that that's what they needed and it was all about us learning what people needed 
and reading them yeah. and making sure we did the right thing based on how we've read them. Now they're reading us and trying to work out, is this the right leader for me? It's similar to um, you know, in sport, a lot of the time players, money isn't everything. They'll go somewhere because of a better coach yeah. rather than... To win a premiership rather than rather than Rather than the money, and I'm seeing a bit of that now. I'm having to answer. I'm, I'm doing my... Is, I, is I, your recruiting, the recruiting age changed? So is, are you recruiting, uh, are, you, are you getting older recruits or older people coming through the mate, doors? No, not so much. Um, probably more experienced in, in just in life, which probably coincides with right. the fact that they're, they're asking more questions. But, I mean, I interviewed a guy today who was 46. That's on the upper end of the people that we've we've interviewed. But mm. the majority of the people I'm talking about are mid-20s. Okay. Right? So that's still fairly young so do you find that they're coming from industries where they've been in for three four five ten years and covid's uh, we talked about silver lining before their silver lining is they've realized they want a career change for whatever reason the cream of the crop maybe a little bit better educated maybe a little bit uh more of um a forward thinker critical thinker and that's why they're a bunch of people who know what they want or at least at this point in time good. think they know what they want good, good. and that's that's new. It's a great thing well that's it's new isn't it yep. because the majority of interviews and I, you know, I've been, I've had been having a bit of fun with it because COVID's given me one bloody good question: What have you been doing during COVID? Yeah, yeah. And if I've um, been sitting on the bench taking money from the government, no good. Yeah. But um, yeah, to go in with people who who know what they want and have them hit you with questions is is quite refreshing. And it, I think it does come to the with the ex, the experience, the life experience yeah. that they've got. Okay. Um, some from a sales background, some from completely different backgrounds. Yeah, interesting. And I have to, I have to question: Is has leadership really changed between pre-COVID and uh, post-COVID? Has leadership really changed, or is it the leadership people look for, whether it's at whatever crisis it may be, whether it's someone leaves an office quickly, or I, I don't think that leadership has changed because just because of COVID. No, I think I, the, I the, absolutely the, believe it. Uh, I don't think that leadership has changed. It's the requirement. The expectation of, of yeah. the leadership is now way more. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Where where people were looking at you, your leadership before and were happy with you having just 80% leadership now they want that 95% mm. because they can work from home mm. so if they're going to work from home and they actually now can work by themselves yeah right I'm, I'm interviewing someone right now who's about to open a sub and it, so he's going to go and do it by himself and he's thinking hold on it's going to take way more than just my leadership to lead me so he's obviously looking for someone with, with way more mm. leadership than him. So the leadership that you're going to have to display now is not going to be the leadership where you just do the bit you like and the bit you don't like, you don't, you don't follow. It's going to have to be, here's the, the book on leadership. Well, be that. Mm. Don't read that and, uh, and apply what you like. Yeah. I think the first thing for me in any leader, I think it's someone who knows the way and shows the way. In whatever, and it's a rock. In whatever, I think it's more than that. Chris. But it's I, gonna have to be know the way and be the way. Be the way. Because show is not gonna be good enough. Show was in 1980s. Yeah. Right. That, that's when you know the way, you show the way. You don't even have to do the way. Yeah, yeah. And so in the 1990s, well, people go, oh, yeah, okay, he's the leader. So that was the next thing was lead by example. So you're gonna 2000, go. 2000. No, yeah. 2000 is do the, the way, but now it's becoming a be the way. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. Right? Yep. So you, you can't say, I'm, I'm a leader, I'm doing the right thing, but then when it comes to me doing certain things with my staff, well, I, I'll do the bit that that fit me. You know, it's 
it's it's a little bit like you're recruiting someone and he comes to you and he says certain things, but it fits your agenda. Therefore, well, forget about be the way. Just just do the thing. I was watching very early this morning while I was working downstairs, Donnie Brasco, and you know he's got that forget about it. The the different forget <laughs> the, about the it. different no. thing. You know? And and and, and oh. he is. Uh, he is, I think it's Joe uh, Scopione, or, 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 or he's the he's the agent, the FBI yeah. agent, and he said he was trying to explain the forget about it thing, and that's the bit. Back in the older days, nineteen eighties, you can say forget about it, which is you know don't worry about it, I'll do that, but you don't have to do it. Then there is the forget about it, which is then two thousand, which is no, you you don't do it that way. <laughs> you try to do it this way that I do, you know. But now the forget about it is. Forget about it now. This is the way we do it. Yeah, right. And so the leadership is way, way more than just forget about it. So it's a it's a cultural thing. Your leadership is a cultural. You got to live what you're doing. Oh, absolutely. You have to just be. You got to understand. You have to that breathe, that we're going to be held much more accountable now. So, which you can tell by people coming. It's not about you know, what can you do for me. They're asking, what are you going to do for me, or, or how can you help me. A lot of people have seen the best and the worst through this whole thing like we all have, which we've spoken about a hundred times. So a lot of people will have come to the realisation that they can't trust everybody around them. A lot of people will have come to the realisation that their boss who wasn't who they thought they were or the company they were working for wasn't what they thought it was. So now they have these questions. So now that everyone's been found out, which again, going back to our Silver Lining podcast, I thought was one of the best silver linings is everyone's been found out for better or worse. Yep. We are now going to be held extremely accountable to the way we lead people. Now, the, the basis of leadership, I don't think, has changed. Hasn't changed. Sorry, you still need all those foundations which you guys are talking about. The topic we're discussing is leadership for salespeople, and I think that has at least three sections and probably more. And it's you know when they first start their career, as they start to get up and running, and then when they become a champion, the leadership's got to change to suit. So. What I believe when people are starting career and, and from the interviews I'm doing now, they, they want someone who's going to be able to teach them, someone who's going to be honest, that's a bloody good start, and someone who's going to nurture them because they, they've, again, they've, they've probably just been made redundant or seen their job disappear up in smoke, so they need that security. But some of the best questions I've been asked is, what are you going to do to teach me to be a great real estate agent? And I, I haven't been hit with that before. So early in the career, they want teaching, they want nurturing they want honesty and then as they get up and running, they want you to oversee them and to keep training them but to give them more freedom and obviously once they're champions, it's all about offering, well, offering more opportunities if, if they want more opportunities, extreme freedom and also giving them more responsibility. Have you guys seen um, We Were Soldiers? Yes. Yeah, great movie. Yeah, I with, watched um, Mel, Gibson. Mel Gibson. Yeah, before oh, he went crazy against the Jews. Before he went crazy. <laughs> Is that, the one, is that the one when the first is first um, I will confrontation? be the first to set foot oh, yeah. on the first confrontation to leave. The first confrontation, the first major confrontation the Americans Vietnam. had. With I can't Vietnam promise War. that we'll all come back yeah. alive, but I can Great promise movie. you I'll leave no man behind, right? But he talks about there's, there's a couple of lines in that movie in overall leadership. I come from the paratroopers where the officer is the first man off the plane and the last one to get back on it because to lead your men. You have to be with your men, which is what we're talking about. It's not show the way, it's be the way. Um, he talks about training. I hope you men love training because me and the, me and the sergeant major here, we love training. So they're training all the time. 
But then it gets into uh, probably in the champion stuff. It's it's take care of your men, but then teach them to take care of each other. I think there's a real powerful line in that, and it's when they uh, the guy's got a blister on his foot, and he says, you know, check your socks and. In one, it's almost a split screen where one guy's teaching his guys to look after each other's feet and the other split screen is the, the guy who who just wanted the medals who was just flogging all his troops for making mistakes and it was the perfect definition of boss and leader in that yeah. moment. And then it was something that's... I've been in bed for two weeks crook and something that rang true to me while I was watching is teach the man above you and the man below you how to do your job and teach all your men to do the same thing so that... In a business, everyone has that responsibility. And I think as we're dealing with champions and what style of leadership people want, we've got to be adaptable in those stages. I don't know if there's more stages than start, middle and champion status. That, yeah. you know, TL, you're probably better to speak on that. But there, there is a different style of leadership depending on where your people are at. And the one size fits all. And in a war sense, the general who's just up there screaming the whole time you're going to run out of steam and the, your voice is going to start falling on deaf ears. So. Yeah, well, the ways of uh, general patterns are no longer. <coughs> right? However, I have to say, he has made the leadership to survive COVID. Yeah. Because he not only he leads by example, but to his core, he is the way he is. You know? I mean, I, I look at the leadership of that the salespeople are looking for today is a leadership where it's no longer about making the top rich. It's about making the entire organization rich. And I think that in that respect, the leadership is really moving fast. I want to tell you, boys, in the last few weeks, I've had many meetings with a lot of issues that are pretty deep. I sat down with leaders who pointed the finger at me, but who behind closed door had been talking to other people behind my back. I have not dealt with that because it's a different point of view. But I also want to make sure that I, if I do something wrong, that I recognize. And, and in one of those meetings, it was about me having done something wrong. And the wrong thing that I've done was that I sat down with someone and jumped to the wrong conclusion uh, that that person has transferred to me and therefore came up with a totally different line that... Probably I shouldn't have gone to, you know. I sat down with a leader who said to me, Mate, I was hurting when I saw that video of you apologizing to the, the leaders about it. And I said to that young leaders, no, I truly believe that when you're wrong, you must admit you're wrong. And I truly believe that this COVID time now is about that time for those leaders. That you have to be able to live the best leadership you can, but also recognize that you're a human being. You stuff up, you do the wrong thing by others that when you, you're deep in your own self are thinking that you're doing it right. Yeah. But the moment that someone's pointing it out and you're seeing it, you must do the best you can and rectify. And that to me is very important in that style of leadership. Not a leadership of showing you when we're in public, but in private, I'm something different. And if anything at all, that new leadership that's coming out now is there's no longer that curtain between private and public. Nah. Yeah. It's nah. who you are all the time, 24-7. Yeah. yeah. It's and I'm loving it. <coughs> yeah. Well, it's – I'm going to keep throwing it at you because you hated the word, but – The silver lining. It is a silver lining. <laughs> well, no, we've spoken about it and we've spoken about it on this podcast before when we've done leadership and one of the things we talked about is 
being open and transparent with your team and, and the guy you mentioned before is very good at it and I've talked about how at the start of the year I sit down and show my whole team the yep. figures so there's no skeletons in anyone's closet. Everyone yep. knows. COVID has now forced that upon you. If you're not open and transparent with your team, you're not going to have oh, your team. Oh, you're going to lose the team. You're not going to have your team. You're not going to be able to keep people... You'll blame other people for not being able to keep people. No, you will you keep some people, uh, Cam. You will keep some people. The one who are scared of going out and seek a better leadership. Yeah. The ones that are comfortable because this leadership has given them that kind of a semi-comfort. It's and given I, them the security. And I, hear, and I hear that, mate. I sit down with leaders who say to me, oh, my team is, is the most important thing in my life. But then... The next breath, they're saying, well, you know, I'm, I'm thinking of selling the whole lot. Oh, really? Like, fuck the team? Is that what we're saying? So those are the things that you hear. Mm. And I'm sorry, this is not the, the leadership that salespeople look at after COVID. Not and, anymore. Mate, and I'm, I can't wait for that. I think that for me, I would love to get to that leadership where a leader walks around with a light. It goes green when whatever he says is true, it goes red when he's lying. Mm. And the person in front of him can see that. That's what I really would want to see in leaders. Yeah, it'd be a great world. It, I mean, it's the same as, uh, we, we've talked about the same when people are choosing a real estate agent. We want exactly the same thing. Know yeah. who's lying, know who's... It's the same in everything about life. How good would it be to just be able to choose to hang out with people who are honest and did the best well, they could the whole time? And that doesn't mean not fuck up. Like, I... Oh, Thomas and I fight about who's the king of the fuck up, right? I, I reckon I got him covered. He reckons he's got me covered. But you know what? And the reason we fucking get along, we're from different generations. Is that I win all the time? <laughs> I fuck up more than him? No. <laughs> we both fuck up, but none of us sit there and say we didn't fuck up. None of us sit there and, 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 and we're the first to admit when we're wrong. Yeah. And... That's what we're, I can't wait. If that's the world we're heading into where that's what the base expectation is, if that's, yeah. if that's the first that's people, beautiful. if that's yeah. the first thing people are looking for, how fucking good you is that going to be? Because yeah. no, no longer will we. Not only bad boys, but it's one thing to fuck up. But we also recognize that the person is bigger than the sum of all they fuck up. That if you are going to decide to look at that fuck up, you need to sit down and look at what they've done right too. Yeah, the three hundred page you, book. You know, you, you, you know what, guys? That, that that ability to tell people that you fucked up is a uh, is a control of your ego and, and not fear of loss. You know, no. Having no fear of loss. But there's a lot of people out there that will lie because their fear of the the, the uh, retribution or the their uh, time response. is up, Chris. Their time is I think up. There's a gone, lot of people mate. still doing it, and then they, they know, people, but their time is up. People, people hide behind these things. Social media is here, brothers. They behind, we spoke about it 25 minutes ago. They hide behind these things called white lies. I don't give a fuck the color. It's still a lie. No, but it, it, what's happening, mate? I'm is safe, I can yellow. tell you. I'm I can tell you from <laughs> yellow. It, it, it's, it's not going to happen overnight, <laughs> but I can tell you from the interviews we're doing. That time is over. People, people aren't buying it anymore. Yeah, They're coming they, in and interviewing you. I know there's something wrong now when I say to someone, have you got any questions? And they go, no, no questions. I'm like, well, that's funny because the three people before you fucking grilled me. Yeah. I'm sitting there going to interviews now doing pre-interview fucking preparation for myself when yeah. it should be them. I don't want to be the one sweating, but now I'm the one sweating and it's fucking awesome. And they go, are you busy and, and you know how big's your business? And I go, look, at the moment, fucking... It's me and a couple of guys and we're doing the best we can and if you want to be a part of something that's growing, so be it. And they go, 
fuck yeah, I want to be a part okay, of it. Okay, but to bullshit I'll stop you anybody. there because you're exactly right. You're not bullshitting people on the story. But how many owners, how many people are out there, leaders, are saying, oh, no, we're doing this and Yeah, this but they're and losing because of it. And then, reality, and then reality comes in. These recruits come in and see the truth of it. It's a this cycle, one, mate, that's going to, I'm saying, I'm not it, disagreeing with It will evolve itself out. It will, they yeah. will die what, by what, evolution. What TL yes. saying, and I 100% agree, is the time is over, whether it affects them right this second or it affects in six or months or 12 or months. Yeah. Oh, I reckon within six to 12 months... There will be an evolution where these the oh, liars will get caught out. Because we're not out of this. Like I won't get off topic too much, but we're fucking by no means out of this. You wanted one of the topics to be today, no new cases, where to from now. Yeah. And since you wrote that thing, there's been 25 new... We're not out of this fucking thing by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, yeah. So the short memory of people and leaders in this case who think, right, oh, COVID's over, it's back to... Fucking whatever. General Patton yep. or whatever, mate. They're absolutely kidding themselves and they're yep. heading for a massive fall. Yep. Massive fall. And to be honest, with the year we've had, who's got the fucking energy for that shit? Who's got the energy yep. for bullshit and to lie to people and to be greedy to people and make false promises to people? Yep. I fucking don't have that energy, mate. It's the yep. longest fucking six months in rugby league history. I think people make those just, false promises for the saying, I was hoping that other person you make the promise to will forget it or just sweep it under the carpet or just say whatever. Because surely the shit was their way. Right. Right. I also believe that the new leadership is going to really be about the leader's understanding the trinity of sms uh, you know i've spoken about this you know that there is something that i have uncovered from all my years of working it is about the trinity of sms s for skill m for mindset and s for self i was for example i was training uh, a bunch of salespeople yesterday and when a person was talking about his issue that he didn't get the listing i really asked him I showed him, first of all, about the Trinity. And I said to him, so before I train someone like you, I asked myself the question, is what you're having an issue of skill? And I said, I know your skill level. It's pretty good. So I'm now going to have to look, before I give you the real medication, is this a matter of mindset? And he looked at me, and the way he looked at me, I went, okay, the mindset's got some. But then mindset is usually followed by the next one, which is the S for the self. If you don't really believe that you're a good agent enough, you will set your mindset and then therefore your skill means shit. And at that point in time, you could see that guy clock. So as a leader, the leader of this new generation has to know where do I train or improve the salesperson? Is it in the self? Because I can't sit there and say, oh, well, you miss out the listing. All right, let's do closing. Let's train on closing because it might not be closing. Yeah. You, there are people that you train on closing all day long and then when they go out, they don't even close. Why? Because there is something in their S of self that is not allowing them to go there. Therefore, giving them the medication on skill is like giving someone Panadol when they have cancer. Yeah. No, it's, um, again, sound like a broken record, but you've been preaching that a long time before COVID, mate. But now it's been forced. Yes. Now it's been forced. And I'm, I'm loving this, Cam. I'm loving yeah. this. You'd you're almost call it a silver lining, wouldn't you, mate? Man, you're going to have sales guys. <laughs> you're going to have sales guys who are going to sit down with their leaders and realise their leaders have lied to them. Have lied Go to on. them at the point of interview or have lied to them before they were even employed or after, just after they were employed, day one or after. And you know what? Like poison. It always find a way to hurt. Yep. Yes, and when it comes out, 
you are going to burn way more than that person. You're going to be burning your own beliefs and values. Yeah. And as a leader, this is when we're going to see the change of the guards, boys. You're going to see leaders who are, yeah, human enough to know I'm not God. I make mistakes. I stuff up, I put my hand up. But don't sit in front of me and tell me that I stuff up when you, you know you've done way more behind my back. Those are the leaders that are going to go. And it's, the fear has been removed, and it's a good thing. The fear has been removed from the employees or the people looking for jobs because apparently they've just lived through the fucking end of the world and they're still going for interviews and there's still jobs out there. So they don't have to sit there in a job that they hate anymore or with a boss who's lied to them. And we won't use the word leader because if they're lying, they're a fucking boss. Yeah. Um, they're not but even a boss. They're four hundred pound gorilla. They don't have to sit. They don't have yeah. to sit there anymore, and they won't. And they're the, a salesperson that owns a business. And it's it's uh, it's it, it has somewhat reinvigorated my faith in the younger generations, which was lost for some time. To have these young people coming in off the street and fucking giving it to me in in wanting to work in an environment that suits them, not just because they need a job. Yeah. Maybe we're we're heading in a fucking great the direction, right direction, guys. Oh, a bunch you of know, people who want to work together for the I, right I, I reasons. I interviewed a guy yesterday that I've been going, I've taken him through the last four weeks on a series of interviews, and he said to me, you know, Thomas, I know you've given me two options. One that is to run my little show. Two that is to work for you. What is what do you think? I said to him, for me. The best thing for me it would be for you to work for me, right? You make zero money, you will enjoy your life, and you'll grow. But for you, the, for the predicament where you at right now in life, my best advice for you is run your little show, because that's the way for you who at your age now need to f have your first home. That's the fastest way for you to get that. And he looked at me <laughs> like, "Hold on, how can you just give me an advice that can work against you?" Because I said to him. Because in the long run, it's not about me. It's about you. Because in the long run, you'll find out and you'll realize when I first did it about me. Yeah. It reminds me of a, and I don't know, remember where I heard it. it was a book I read. It was a win-lose scenario is lose. Lose-lose yes. scenario is lose. Win-win yep. scenario is win. Yeah. Success principles or? It might, it might have been success principles. Stephen Covey's success no, principles. I go even further. Lose-win is about win. But you know what? I don't think it is lose-win because I think for you, with that gentleman, win-win, you win by seeing him succeed in what he wants to do because you know you've I had, get a, that, but had a I hand need, in that. I need desperately someone who's going to be my right-hand man with a lot of things. So I'm, in many ways, I'm losing. Okay. Yeah, Seven right. habits of highly successful but, people. But it doesn't Stay matter that I'm losing his winning, right? It's about what is right, right. for the person. Yeah, okay. yep. And I think that the leader of today have to put that first. You have to forget about your winning if it is not the right thing by the person. Yep. Like if you're making about a decision that is that could be decimated $15,000 in income for you a month, but it's the right thing by your organization, you must make that yep. and find a way to get that 15 stuff from somewhere else. And there's always many ways. You can I'm also busy. help that person. You can also <laughs> help. Oh, fuck it. I'm no good for a loan. <laughs> you can also help that person to, to, to see the right way. Because, you know, they may be seeing things in the wrong way. Um, in their eyes, they might be the right way. 
and again, maybe they need that critical thinking and just to slow down a little bit. And just Sometimes you can bash your head against the wall for so long, mate, it starts to That's hurt. true. That's, That's true. That's true. Too. I like the wine, mate. Yeah, the I was Trinity about to ask, speaking of the Trinity. The Trinity, the SMS. I said they came when you said it. Mate. Yes, I know. I showed it. I want the it. Trinity, is. the Trinity. How do we rate it, It's a good wine. I don't mind it. I, it's, it's nice. It's getting better, actually. It is a good wine. It's, uh, Looks to me like you're number two this week, and it looks to me like you're going to stay number two this well, week. I'm saying you overspent and you brought no, a fucking... Hey, you stop it. <laughs> you stop it. We'd lose. Yeah. Lose win. You go, I'd just listen, like the people to know, speaking go, of fuck-ups, this blows and honesty. In, Le, uh, in Katoomba, and you'll find it and you'll tell me. Like the petrol spent there goes no, on your bill. You go to <laughs> <Dan>? <laughs> petrol. The, pe- the petrol spent to get there and get back. So if you go to Hunter Valley, we've got to include your petrol. Oh, you no, nah, Hunter Valley came to me today. I think I'm going to get home to 12 nice bottles of Thomas Allen, mate. Beautiful. No, I think I think that the, the leadership, for example, yesterday I had a lady who called me because the leadership seminar is about to come. And she called me because she realised that in the previous years she invited herself to the leadership where this year she wanted to ask whether it was for her. And to me, straight away, it meant for me that she has grown. Yeah, she's ready. She's gone to her next level in leadership. And that is a beauty. You know? Thank fuck for that. And, and, and those kind of leadership lessons are very good. <laughs> Why are you saying that? You're making me laugh. You, Sorry, do, you can't do this shit when I'm just <laughs> delivering a line. He was delivering a line. Yeah. You know what, what? If there's any listeners out there that want to just come in and maybe bring another bottle and sit in the bullshit that we speak about and dr- eat the food that we have, yeah. why not invite some other people in? I think one of the beautiful things about... Yeah, we could do that. I think that one of the beautiful things about doing this and is once we sit here and get on the microphone and talk what we talk and sprout what we sprout. Yeah. We've really got no other option but to be who you got to live. you got to live, are. yeah. You know, and I, I think... Saying, do, do you, you say what you do, but you do, do you do what you do? Do I, you do yeah. what you say? No, what, one other thing I go further in is that, you know, I've now seen you boys through all of these podcasts. And by the way, if you've really been following, this is our 80th podcast. Wow. Yeah. So looking at all of these podcasts... You guys have not only show, uh, shown a better leadership by yourself, but you are becoming leadership. So therefore, leadership is becoming a being. That's a much higher level. I think you're coming down to our level, mate. Which is, <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just can't believe. Actually, if that's the, our 80th <laughs> podcast, that's 240 bottles of wine. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. That, that is. Oh, that maybe is maybe not the wine <laughs> wisdom, but it was in the podcast. Around well, 200. Wheels of cheese, pieces of cheese. I don't know how many kilos of salami and blood. Uh, listen, I, I, I need to make sure because he, he said something there and which demands clarification. I see your leadership close to me. Yeah. Cameron, I'm still looking at him down the road <laughs> with binoculars. Hello! He's coming. He's coming. He's getting close. <laughs> but Why are you walking <laughs> that way? We're over here. I just like going my own way, brother. It sounds, like you're, it sounds like you're standing in my garage next to my wine collection. <laughs> I mean, he does very good tango, like one step forward, two step back. Yeah. <laughs> Mate, I am fighting the, uh, the uh, however many years, and I don't think it's just 38 years. I think it's uh, knowing my mother and father the way I do. You can add there 60 or 70 years onto that. Whatever uh, is innate in us Wilsons to have to do things our own way and learn the hard way, that's that's a, a couple of hundred years of evolution that I fight on a daily basis. I love basis you saying, Cam. I love you saying. I honestly do. When you said it to me, it was quite a... So, yeah, that's fucking Cam. And you know yourself, right? You're quite self-reflective, which was the fact is this. 
Thomas tells you to do something and you do, you try your fucking hardest to prove him wrong yeah. until you realise, just do it fucking Thomas's way. Yeah. And, but you, you sprout that. It was great. I, I, I've tried to prove him wrong and I haven't been able to yet. Oh, I've stopped trying. No, but you're not understanding. I've been analysing him and seeing all the things he's done wrong. So I've told him that thing that should have been done, that he didn't try. So when he hears me, he tries again because, because he's Jack Daniel's brain forgot he's done it before. So he's gone through the entire range again, fuck it up, and then uh, try my way. You know the fire's hot. Someone's told you the fire's hot. You won't stick your whole hand in the fire because you know it's hot. But you might just want to check with your pinky just to make sure <laughs> the fire is hot. You know, it's not about complete. Jump in two feet. It's yeah. not complete disregard for every bit of advice that's ever been given to me. A lot of it's to do with how you deliver. I still cannot, for the life of me, when someone tells me to do something, react well. I just ask, and I don't know what that is in me. But so, so it, if they ask you to do something, no ask problem. me to do something, hundred percent. If I get even the smallest hint that you're telling me to do something, fuck you. <laughs> So this is fantastic because if you want him to fail, tell him what to do. He rings me and he goes, you didn't do this, you didn't do this, you didn't do this, you're going to do this. And I get off the phone and punch holes in walls and go, fuck it, fuck you, little Belgian Asian bloody... <laughs> and then he rings back and he goes, brother, why don't you maybe try, could you do this? And I'm like, oh, okay, brother. So it sort of explains when we're at a pub having a shout, I say, Cam, your shout. No, it's not. <laughs> Instead of... Could you, you like to shout? <laughs> yeah, I'll shout. Now See, if I, know I would the difference you. Now. Now if I, I buy difference. you a drink, would you buy me one? Yeah, I'd I buy don't you two, use brother. brother with him anymore. The last time I used brother, mate, we had one of those on the podcast. <laughs> brother, I like uh, the Trinity. Yeah, right. Ken. Listen, boys, I think I can't wait to see more of the leadership. I think uh, more things are going to land in the laps of people who do things the right way, and that's. The, that's a law of returning karma, I think, in the end. It's, it's going to work out for the good people yeah. in life. So happy days. Yeah, That's absolutely. great. Talk soon. Cheers, boys.